better, smarter, faster. The neural network needed to power the digital ecosystem of healthcare is poised to transform care both inside and outside of hospital walls in traditional care settings. Meaningful data analytics positioned in real time to drive better diagnostics, intelligent operations, seamless care coordination, and integrated telehealth. This is the future of connected healthcare. We talk to the experts about transformational roadmaps for this evolving landscape, what's working, what's needed, and how we get there together. Welcome to Healthcare On Air, presented by Verizon. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Healthcare On Air by Verizon. I'm your host, Robin Goldsmith, Global Lead for Health Innovation and Strategy here at Verizon. So today we're gonna to be talking about really this evolution of the patient experience and what we're seeing and the advancements that are being made both inside the wall, four walls of a hospital, in the patient room there, this connected patient room of the future, in the patient's home, and everywhere in between. And to have this conversation, I'm super excited about Cherry Drulis, Director of Healthcare for Samsung, and she leads their mobility B2B team there. Cherry, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here today. Yeah. Hey, Robin. Thanks for having me. I am the director of the healthcare mobile B2B team over here at Samsung. I lead our mobile enterprise sales team. I am a clinician. I came from being a frontline nurse all the way, you know, to a chief nursing officer, leading and running hospital organizations, and then kind of like transition into that sales environment. But one of the things that we really like to focus on over at Samsung in my current role is how we work very closely with our customers to help them address their strategic goals around like digital care delivery models, efficiency at the point of care. And, and, you know, with my clinical expertise, we have the ability as a team to truly get in there and listen to our customers to help customize solutions that truly fit their use cases. You know, like really listen, collaborate, and create. Yeah, you've had an amazing background. And I guess I'll start with, you know, you spent a good amount of time at the bedside, you know, being that CNO, which is such a great title. I think that that's we're seeing that more and more, both you know, within the hospital and then nurses taking a bigger role. And you're a prime example of that, right? Your experience um, at the bedside and now translating that to Samsung. I'm I'm just curious, kind of how you made that transition and why you wanted to take the role at Samsung. And I know you've had a few roles prior as well, so you could speak yeah, to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a really good question. It's, it's a great question. And um, it kind of makes me smile because, you know, when I think about like my career and how I've advanced to where I'm at today, at the core, I'm a nurse and I'm a trauma nurse. I'm one of those old school adrenaline junkie nurses that lived in the trauma bay and couldn't wait for the next trauma to hit the, um, hit that bay so I can, you know, do, do the magic to save that life. But I advanced very quickly inside what we call the traditional four walls into the hospital setting and became a chief nursing officer all about my early 30s where I started running my first hospital. But, but prior to that, I started realizing when I was a director of a neuroservice line, the power that digital technology could bring in delivering care to patients. And when I was in that role at the bedside, leading the neuroservice line, we had, I live in the PD region of the um, East Coast. So I'm in the long stroke belt and where I was practicing was in the bubble. So we had the highest stroke rate anywhere in the States. 
And we had one of the highest mortality rates. So I knew that we needed to improve the way we were providing care to patients. And I simply could not figure out how to do it without leveraging digital technology. And keep in mind, Robin, this was probably, ooh, probably 18 years ago before digital technology was the thing or a buzzword. So I started working with one of the medical universities and figuring out how we could leverage digital technology because I didn't have access to neuro a neuro team 24-7. So when patients hit my ER with ischemic strokes that met inclusion criteria for our TPA and administer it, so our patients were dying, it, it just really hit me hard. So mm-hmm. we um, started rolling our sleeves up, implemented, implemented this digital technology, and within 12 months of implementing the program, we reduced mortality rate by 50%. And improved TPA utilization by 100% on all patients that met inclusion criteria. So that, Imagine. I guess, was like that springboard that really got me to see the power of digital technology when it was paired with the right connectivity to provide care to patients. So from there, I, um, like I said, I advanced, became a chief nursing officer. And then did the paradigm shift into the corporate world and started working for a large company where we were standardizing care across the continuum. So we're in that paradigm shift, right? Is where we started seeing computerized physician order entry, nursing plans of care, and really looking at going from that volume to value shift in how we improve clinical outcomes. Um, and then that really led me to the next journey where I became a VP of a large consulting firm where I was over um, optimization and clinical transformation. And so my next journey, this is where it gets really cool and exciting. So my next journey was I was recruited to come on board to IVM after Watson, the supercomputer, aired on national television beating the Jeopardy players. Um, Watson started getting a lot of attention in the healthcare yeah, space, and they needed to create a clinical team to take that new technology into the healthcare space. And I was part of that early team that came on board and took Watson into the oncology space, specifically around clinical trials and precision medicine, and covered the entire world implementing this phenomenal technology. Another light bulb went off when I was in that room. And then that's when I realized technology was only as powerful as the connectivity that brought it to life. So I always call that a neural network. So you could have all of this phenomenal technology, but if you didn't have the right connectivity to bring it to life, it was useless. You've had an incredible journey. It's And we're on the same page. I mean, I, I think connectivity... Everyone just expects it to be there, right? And so it's not, and then then it's an issue. But it's kind of, you know, it's it's like electricity. You always think, you know, you're going to turn on the light and it's going to work. But when it doesn't, it's a big issue. Um, and I think, I think you would agree that connectivity and devices, especially, and you've been doing this for a long time and, and you've seen the value of it, but I think everyone saw the value in the pandemic, right? Those who had devices and connectivity yeah. could do their, you know, kids could do their homework, Older folks and everyone could engage in healthcare through telemedicine. And those who didn't fell behind. It became, you know, it's put into this major spotlight. So it's a, it's, I think you would agree this, we're in a paradigm shift in healthcare. So it's an incredibly interesting, you know, space to be in given, you know, the, the pandemic kind of kicked open the door to a lot of innovation and, and probably things that you were working on as a nurse or seeing things you wanted to do, you're now seeing happening because of, 
out of necessity and out of the need to modernize and kind of raise that patient experience level to 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 compete with not only disruptors but also the expectations of you know these younger generations who expect kind of the Amazon experience in healthcare, right? I mean, that's are you have you seen you know throughout your journey? I mean, are, are you seeing things that you wanted to do now happening in healthcare? Yes, absolutely. You know, I can think back to when I was still in the hospital setting, one of my mentors used to always challenge me. And she would say, here, you really need to think about new ways to deliver healthcare. She says, the way we're doing it, and this was a long time ago, she says, the way we're doing it today is not sustainable. That is true then as it is today. What is she talking about? Like, what does she mean? This is great. You know, we're providing here. Like, how can we, how, and I used to think, uh, Robin, I'd say, do this different like I couldn't even begin to think how we could deliver care differently but you know and then I it talked about my experience with implementing the tele uh, telehealth straight program right um and then I saw what hey maybe there is maybe the future of healthcare is digital but you know you don't know what you don't know you kind of don't know how to start or where to start or how to implement yep. it and I think what the pandemic did was it gave us the confidence that the technology paired with the right SaaS applications and the connectivity could be the answer to how we deliver care in the future. And in my heart, I truly believe that um, digital technology is the future of healthcare. And when you, you talked about how people are just, you know, expecting the Amazon experience. You know, that that brings um, to the forefront of how healthcare is becoming a consumer commodity, just like you go online and you shop for, you know, laundry detergent or you shop for clothes or food. Yep. People shop for healthcare now. And the traditional model had always been that pool methodology, right? You have to Absolutely. go into a facility, you have to go make an appointment, you know, physically get in your car, drive there, go see a doctor, get paper prescriptions, then go to the pharmacy, have those filled. That's not what we expect. And that's not the way care is being delivered today, right? It's yep. on our own terms. It's that, you know, push methodology is coming into your, that, that patient room can be your office like I'm in today, or it can be, you know, um, a remote location, a, a telehealth booth or wherever, but all of that requires a really solid foundation with devices, the ecosystem, and connectivity. But it is absolutely a concierge experience now. Yep. Yep. I want to ask you, you know, you know, I'd love to hear how you, you see, and you mentioned this, how, how healthcare has changed and how we deliver healthcare is changing. Where we have this idea of the what was the triple aim of healthcare. It's now the quadruple aim of healthcare. You know, I think I want to focus on the patient experience. I mean, when you say improve overall patient experience, that that means something different to a lot of folks. For you and in your role at, at Samsung, kind of how are you guys trying to up the bar on the patient experience? And what are some of the some of the you know projects you're working on that, that are trying to, you know, give that concierge experience? And I know, you know, as a nurse, that clinical experience is probably equally or even more important. I'd, I'd love your thoughts on that. 
the triple aim um, of healthcare was really a framework. And when you think um, thinking back, so it was really introduced in like 2007. And at the time, you know, that was still in the early uh, time we were trying to figure out how do we improve the overall health of populations. So um, the Institute of Health um, Improvement introduced the triple A. So it was the first time we raised started hearing about this concept, you know, yep. how do you improve patient experience to um you know, better outcomes and lower, lower the overall cost of healthcare. And that always was really designed to improve the health of individuals and the economy, because you got to try and figure out how do we do sustainability here? Uh, you know, and as time went on, that AAA um, evolved into the quadruple A, where now we started saying, okay, we've been looking at the patient experience and the um, improving overall health and driving down costs, but we forgot the clinical well-being of the clinical team. So now we started bringing in the clinical team. Um, so that was the quadruple aim. So then we, you know, we're going along for years with the quadruple aim, and then we had the pandemic and everything hit, and now we were like, maybe there's a fifth one. So now it's evolved into the quintuple aim. So we now have added that health equity. And, and I smile really big here because that's been one of my passions for yeah. for many years now um, is health equity and how you um, take that care and make sure everybody has access to health care. And, you know, and then there's another one with equality, and that could be another whole podcast that we would I mean, get in that today. But uh, so it kind of evolved, right? So we're uh, adding only yeah. the triple A, and now we're at the... Uh, the quintuple aim. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense though because you know if you're looking at the experience of the patient and trying to lower costs, you know, the availability of healthcare access and equity of that access is is critically important because, as you know, as a nurse, you know, your you know the worst case scenario is someone who has multiple conditions. Let them go too long; they're now chronic. They show up in the ED, and that costs everyone a lot of money. But most importantly, it, it's costing the patient. A bad outcome, mm -hmm. right? So, absolutely. I think this is where digital technology, as you were talking about in your early career, you know, seeing the benefits, you know, in in the stroke belt, where you know earlier intervention has incredible, you know, meaningful impact to the health of the patient population. If you can have more touch points with that patient, you know, get them, you know, adherence to their their drug regimen, whatever that is, just more and more touch points through digital means. I think you know we, we've seen. The pandemic, we've seen ex exponential growth in this, all these digital touch points. Um, so I want to shift gears um, to, you know, I had the opportunity to come see you in DC, which was amazing, and and see your really incredible innovation center you have there. And it was a great kind of validation because I, you know, I, I have the opportunity to go to health systems across the country and see what they're working on. And there's an incredible amount of time and, and really thoughtful effort being made around the experience that that patient will have in the patient room. And it's becoming kind of an epicenter. I mean, I talk a lot about the connected hospital, but we need to drill down further, really that environment of the patient room and the experience. And it all kind of ties together what we've been talking about, the, the Amazon experience, all the technology and the experience. So, you know, can you speak to that and, and kind of 
where you guys are playing a role there and and, and kind of the evolution of the patient room of, of kind of where you were as a nurse, you know, 10, 15 years ago and, and now what it looks like in these modern environments. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, you know, I've already kind of talked about where, how healthcare used to be kind of like that pool methodology, right? So yeah. when you think about a patient room, you, you went to your doctor's office and then you either were admitted into a hospital, then you went to a little room and you just felt isolated and vulnerable. Like you had no control over yeah. what was going to happen, right? So we, we think about the evolution of the patient room or what we call the smart patient room today, it really um, started evolving when it all came about with healthcare being um, a consumer commodity, you know, people wanting to be feel empowered and control um, in control of their healthcare plans, right? You know, what was being done to them. So we started um, really at SAMHSA really looking at how we could come in there and truly create that smart patient room. And you've been to the DC office, so you were able to actually see it. It's something real that we're doing and we've implemented in multiple hospital systems today and are getting really good results. But what we're able to do is really look at leveraging our digital technology and working with the top EHR vendors to make sure that their mobile apps on their interactive patient platforms and all of that run efficiently and optimize performance on all of our devices. Our devices are things from tablets to uh, phones, display. So we have all of the um, entire portfolio ecosystem that's needed from a hardware perspective to create this interactive patient ring. We then work with our um, SaaS partners to make sure that the right applications are then implemented to fit the use case of every one of our clients. It's not a cookie cutter approach. We're able to get in there and truly customize that patient room with every one of our customers. So saying all that to say this, so now when a patient's admitted into the hospital, they go into their patient room, there's a digital board that, you know, lets them know what the patient room number is as they go in. We now have digital whiteboards that is updated daily with their plans of care. It talks about the weather, who their clinical care team is. Um, and then they have tablets at the bedside. So these tablets control everything in their room. If they need to request eyes, change the television, order food, or even do a FaceTime call with their family members. It just, yeah, all of that. And now let's say I'm the physician. If I'm walking in and I, I was admitted because I had pneumonia, now the physician can come in, use that device take my x-rays, display them up on the television, show me where my pneumonia is. I mean, it's just phenomenal, the power that we have with our technology and connectivity today. Phenomenal. Yeah. And there was a few points I wanted to unpack there. I mean, it, I think you started off with you, you've got, like us, we've got the connectivity infrastructure, you've got the device infrastructure. Those have to be, you know, work in tandem, but then you bring in these, these other platforms that are going to run on top of your devices. So it kind of, the old saying, it takes a village, right? To change, to, to push the big rock of healthcare up the hill. And I think seeing it, you know, it's it's one thing to see slides or, or see people talk about it when you actually see it in, in person. It just brings me back to when I was in the hospital, you know, a long time ago. And 
the old whiteboard where nurses would, you know, write notes and docs. And we saw the importance of this during the pandemic, right? With nurses scrambling to get a tablet to to get someone who's pretty dire, you know, to connect to their family. But that is inexcusable in my in my view. I mean, that th- this should have happened a long time ago. Scary. But yeah. it was scary. This, the silver lining, I guess, is we're here now. We understand the shortfalls, and and you know, folks like you are are you know leading the charge on what that technology should do for the patient experience and then the clinician experience. Um, it's incredibly exciting to to see how far we've come in a pretty in a relatively short period of time. We're going to pause this amazing conversation for now and pick up episode two next week. But in the meantime, please check out our content wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And until then, take care.